Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I'm Susan Dolce, and today I have the honor and privilege of guest hosting for Dr. Pat, and I am really grateful to be here with y'all today. Um, I host a show on the network called Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce, and it's a show where we share stories um, of our big breakthroughs and life lessons, or as I like to say, we share the stories that shift our souls. Uh, You know, let's face it, we all have a story to tell, right? stories about heartbreaks and breakdowns and rebirths and there's magic in our stories and there's healing in sharing our stories and when we share our stories with each other we build connection we realize we're not alone and we all go through the same struggles so my guest today has a pretty incredible story to share and i'm really excited to have her on because i think y'all are going to be really uh, impressed Um, so imagine if you would Imagine escaping a socialist regime around the age of eight or so and finding yourself in a foreign country where not even your parents speak the language. You went from having a fairly happy and stable childhood to leaving everything behind to start over. My guest today endured countless hardships, but because of her determination and her persistence, she went on to earn several degrees and founded more than a few successful businesses. But external success doesn't always equal personal happiness, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Waleska Lauzo is an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker, and the author of The Best Worst Thing That Happened to Me, and it's the personal story of how she went from having a victim mentality to being the architect of her life. Today, we're going to talk about the three keys to freeing yourself from suffering. Waleska, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for having me on the show. And thanks to everyone who's tuning in today. Glad to be here. And before we dive into your, your I mean, it's a fascinating story. It's like such an amazing book. Um, I want the uh, listeners to know that Waleska is giving away three of her books, um, The Best Worst Thing That Happened to Me, to the first three callers. And that number is 1-800-930-2819. And I hope you gobble those books up because it was really a great story. So I mentioned a little bit about your background, so much more detail. I gave the top line of the story because it's, I, I was riveted by it. Um, so can you share a little bit more about your story and what led you to write this book? Wow, that's, um, that's a big one. It is well, a big one because it's a yeah. big story. <laughs> it's a big story. So as you mentioned, I... I, we had my family had to escape from our home in Nicaragua, Central America, because of the communist regime, and we came to a new land, a new country, with nothing. In order for us to leave the country, we had to escape, so we couldn't bring anything—no money, nothing—and we came to Canada because, at the time, Canada was the only country that was offering an open door policy for political asylum you know, from people uh-huh. in Nicaragua. And so we came to a new land with nothing. And it was very difficult. You know, we struggled economically, like financially, we didn't have anything, we didn't have jobs. And it taught me a lot about life, you know, how to be resilient, having to live out of food stamps for the first few years in, in the country. And, and that was probably, I'm guessing, I mean, that was a real shock to your family. I mean, your family was, your father is a physician, you know, you were fairly well off or, you know, until communism took over and you had, you know, food stamps and rations and things like that. But to go from fairly stable to, uh, you know, no jobs and trying to scrape together to put food on the table. I mean, as a child, that's traumatic. It is. I, you know, I was used to being on um, private schools. 
um, having to travel, the best things in life, having help in the house, a car, we came and we had nothing in Canada, we had nothing. And we came at a time where it was a very hot summer here in Toronto and uh, we didn't have money and then winter was coming, we didn't have the clothing. So we had to go to secondhand stores to buy clothes. And I remember feeling so grateful that, you know, I found this white jacket that had yellow and green in it. And I thought, oh my God, you know, what a fine for, I don't know, $5. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, my brothers were very little. So, you know, buying a pair of skates for them for a dollar to go skating. But when I look back, even in those moments that for us were really difficult, we still found something to be grateful for. It's just, you know, having that find that, oh my gosh, we get to go skate. We get to see the snow for the first time. So you're in Toronto, you are a young adult now, you've gone to college, you were studying criminal justice, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, things are going all right for you, right? Yes, is you know, it's that um, immigrant mentality. You know, we mm-hmm. are taught we come to a new land and we have to make the most of it. So you work and that's your sole focus, how you become successful, how you land the best job, you know, so you can have all the things, all the toys, all you know, all the things that you know you are thought that are gonna make you happy. And so I followed the plan to the teeth. You know, I went, I got two master's degrees, I I married you know, a fantastic human being. Together, we developed a business that did distance learning. So we would market online programs for American universities all over the world. So we had over a million students at one point taking courses from different universities. So life was great, Susan. I had it all. You know, there came a point in my life where I had it all. A successful and thriving business, two beautiful daughters, loving husband, financial freedom, beautiful homes, health, family, friends, what else could you ask for? And yet, none of it registered for me. I guess I went through a period of my time where I was, I was ungrateful because mm-hmm. none of the blessings that I had registered. And sadly, my life became one of a constant state of lack, always wishing thinking and lamenting about all the things that I didn't have and I thought I needed to be happy. And so I was so empty that I tried to fill my emptiness with external sources, anything that would give me a momentary height of happiness. But when that wore off, I was just empty and nothing could fill the void that I had in my soul. So I kept numbing my pain. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many ways to do that too. I mean, I, we all do it. It's, we do it so, you know, on such a subconscious level, whether it's, and you know, it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to fall under the um, typical addictive sort of behaviors. I mean, I can just think about, you know, scrolling like Facebook, social media, um, you know, just anything to escape the pain. You know, it's, it's, um, we all do it. We all do it. Yes. And sometimes we don't even face the pain. We ignore it. We put it under the rug, all in the hope that if we can see it, maybe we don't feel it. Uh And I think that's where the problem begins, where we denied ourselves the ability to feel all the emotions that we are meant to, to feel. Because, you know, the topic of today, it's, um, overcoming suffering and pain. And I always say to everyone, you have to shift the way we look at our suffering, the way we look at our pain. And instead of looking at, looking at it as something that is coming to disrupt you, to shake you, to destroy you, look at it as, um, as a transformational agent, as a teacher that's coming to put a flashlight in all the areas of your life that need healing. And that's precisely what I learned to do with my pain. And that's not something that um, we're ever taught. We're taught how to, at a very young age, how to um, push the pain away. You're not. Yeah. And, and so we spend, you know, like uh, uh, what I, one of the parts I liked the most about your book was 
<clears throat> and we'll we'll talk more about this later. But um, because in my on my show, I talk about how you know we have we all have a story to tell, and we can live in that story. You know, we can be the victim, or we can um, you know be the abused child, or what you know whatever whatever has happened to us, whatever traumas we're carrying from our childhood. And we can own them and, and believe in them and, and make them a part of who we are, or we can change the story because it's all in the past, right? And the past doesn't really exist. It's all just a dream. And so when we change our stories, we, we're not only changing our personal world, we're changing everybody around us. We're breaking all of the, the um, as you talk about in the book too, the epigenetics, mm. the, the, the generational uh, traumas that have carried on through, you know, eons of, of generations carrying the pain of their forebears. Absolutely. It's all a matter of energy, you know, and, and that's something that I had to learn on my journey to healing. I've learned that we're all energy and every thought, every emotion that we feel emits a frequency. And that frequency for the most part will pull right, will attract everything that resonates at that frequency. So if we want to attract better things in our lives, we have to change our frequency. So it's very simple. You change your energy, you change your life. This is a good place to stop, take a quick break, because then we can talk about taking responsibility for your life. Um, some great topics we're covering today about changing how, how we transform our suffering into our gifts. I'm talking with Waleska Lauzo. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. How do you feel? Just okay? Well, how about you tune in and get ready to be more with The Healing Hour with me, Doc Martin, every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm ready for your questions, and I can't wait to help you find the answers. Every month, we'll have a new live call-in show with innovative topics and a powerful hour of healing. To learn more about me, visit DrSharonMartin.com. See you there. I'm going to be here. You won't want to miss it. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. So how do you value your self-worth? Join Dr. Pat and Sabrina Wright as they introduce Sabrina's holistic approach to self-care and inner peace. Get empowered to make decisions for yourself. Change your view of your own value and learn the tools for investing in who you're designed to be. Live the good life every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on The Dr. Pat Show featuring Sabrina Wright. To learn more, visit sabrinaiswright.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Julia Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Welcome to Light Body Wisdom with internationally known Light Body Whisperer, Grace Home. She will make you laugh and yawn as you release lifetimes of trauma and begin to feel much lighter. Your divine gifts may be activated, allowing you to weave light into the fabric of the world. Are you ready to be your own light and shine? For more information about Grace, visit gracegholm.com. That's gracegholm.com. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. I'm Susan Dolce, and I'm guest hosting for Dr. Pat today, and I am talking with author and entrepreneur Waleska Lauzo. She is the author of the book, The Best Worst Thing That Happened to Me, and she's giving away uh, three copies. One's already been spoken for, so I'm very excited about that. Um, if you're interested, call in to 1-800-930-2819 and snag up a copy of the book. Um, I, it was 
a compelling story. Um, it's written awesomely. Uh, and I really felt like she was sitting on the sofa next to me telling me about her life. So uh, if you, if this sounds like something you would like to read, I highly recommend it. So before we took the break, we were talking about how we can transform uh, suffering into gifts. And um, you have like three main, three keys to doing that. And so uh, one of the things we talked about when we were prepping is like, so the, one of the first keys is taking responsibility and accountability for what you've created in your life. Yes, absolutely. That was, that really is. I mean, there's a, the process obviously is more detailed than that, but if, if I can offer, you know, um, three main things that you can do today, starting today to empower yourself. Yes, it's taking responsibility for the life you have created. And that was the most difficult lesson for me to learn. And maybe it will be the most difficult lesson for people hearing this right now, because taking personal responsibility means that you take responsibility for your own healing. We may not have caused all the pain that we have gone through in our lives, but we are the only ones responsible to heal it. And that's something that a lot of people don't want to hear. Uh -uh. And so in my case, you know, I've realized that in order for me to take responsibility, I had to forgive. I had to forgive every person that had ever hurt me. Uh -huh. And forgiving is so healing, so freeing, and it's an act of self-love because it doesn't mean that you are going to excuse what that person did to you. What it means is that you love yourself enough to let go of the anger and the attachment that keeps you tied to that individual. And you have to forgive yourself. So forgive myself for every decision that I ever made for, um, vibrating at a low frequency and attracting so much pain into my life. I forgave my divorce. I forgave the fact that I broke my home, that I caused so much pain to the people that I love for not loving myself enough. You, know, you have to forgive it all. One of the things you just mentioned that I'd like to highlight is um, you were talking about uh, vibrating at a low frequency mm -hmm. and how that attracts pain. And I, and I think, um, I mean, if you are into self-help and if you're reading these books and you're going to workshops and you're taking the time to, to change that aspect of your life, then you're aware of it. But so many people don't understand that, um, you know, emotion is energy and it needs a place, you know, energy needs to move emotion, right? Energy and motion is emotion. And that, when we stay in those low vibrations, you know, like attracts like, right? And so we do, we're bringing in, we're, we're asking the universe to give us more pain. Right? Yes, because yeah, your the universe mirrors whatever you feel inside. And yes, every illness in your body has an emotional component, uh -huh. right? And whenever you have unresolved trauma, it will manifest in your body somewhere. And that is something so important for people to understand that you have to release. You have to be able to let go. And part of that is forgiving, right? So you can release whatever is, is uh, trapped at the cellular level in your body. In my case, I'm, I'm a true testament of it. I developed a terrible chronic illness because I was living my life in such a low vibration. I had a lot of unresolved trauma a lot of pain, betrayal, hurt from a toxic relationship that I went through after I got a divorce. And I went through every conceivable specialist, multiple countries, and no one could find a cure. <laughs> because I have to first resolve the traps in, you know, all the unresolved trauma that I had. And it was not until I finally began to work on myself, to love myself, to realize that the most important relationship you're ever going to have, I can't stress this enough, the most important relationship you're ever going to have is the one that you have with yourself. And all that emptiness that I had, that I was constantly looking for 
you know, that love that I needed in my life could mm -hmm. never come because you can't expect someone to love you, to truly love you if you don't love yourself first. And you cannot truly love another human being unless you have learned to love yourself. And that was a huge lesson for me. And the minute you fix your own relationship, all your other relationships get, you know, follow. And it, you know, it sounds sort of like a fairy tale. Um, in, in my coaching, I've said it countless times. Um, and it's kind of one of those things that you, you can't, you can talk about it. It's hard to teach because you have to experience it. And I'll tell my clients that the more you love yourself and you put yourself first and you prioritize self-care, that self-love is reflected back out and you are going to attract a like-minded person. You know, you're going to find that relationship. You're going to find that right that right partner for you. And it's because you're not putting out this neediness vibe or this, you know, damsel in distress vibe or clingy vibe, or because you, you don't have any of those qualities anymore because you are confident and you love yourself and you don't need another person to complete you. Right. And it's just, and, but until you experience it, you're going to question it. Yes. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a byproduct of our society and our programming that we are thought of at a very young age that your other half is somewhere out there. Uh -huh. Your soulmate is out there. I tell my kids, you don't need another half to come and complete you. You are already whole and complete. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge, uh, that whole soulmate concept, I bought into it a long time ago. And I was like, yeah, I don't, this is, I don't buy into this now. Because you're right. I don't need somebody to complete me. I want somebody to compliment me yes. to be, you know, to go through life together, but I'm, it's not like any part of me is missing and I'm complete and whole on my own. Yeah. It's a huge lesson. It's a, I mean, I think we need to, that's one of the things that I have three daughters and you have two daughters, um, but all of our young people, you know, I think to, to uh, foster um, quality relationships where they are, you know, communicating and um, they are complimenting one, one another and mirroring one another and learning from one another versus this, you know, drama of find a guy, lose a guy, find a guy, lose a guy. <laughs> like, uh, and again, so it's, it's all about taking personal responsibility. You are responsible for your own happiness. You are responsible for your well-being. You are responsible for your own healing. So I'd like to know what, like, what did you do? What were some of the um, steps that you took to learn to love yourself? Like, did you, how did you up your self-care? Like, how did you prioritize yourself? Oh my God. So I, I was the worst person because I spent my whole life wearing a different mask, you know, always trying to be anybody else other than myself, because the truth is I didn't like myself. And it was, it was a very slow process for me. But when I, again, when you start to take personal responsibility for your life, things begin to shift because you realize that true happiness can only come from within, mm -hmm. right? So you start to accept yourself. When you forgive yourself, you take yourself whole, the full package, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I wasn't as critical. So that was a big you know, element for me to mm -hmm. forgive myself for all the things I had done and try to come from a place of gratitude, you know, being, and which leads me to the second uh, ingredient of, you know, how you free yourself from suffering. It's developing the habit of being grateful for what you have in your life. Nothing new can come into your life unless you have learned to become grateful for what you have. Uh -huh. you can search all you want you can work all you want but if you're not grateful for what you currently have you're not going to attract right because you it, you know the universe which is a term that i use for universe for divine guidance is constantly mirroring what you are inside uh -huh. so if yep. i was constantly coming from a place of lack that's exactly what i was attracting in my life you know i didn't take responsibility it was always someone else's fault uh -huh. When my husband couldn't make me happy, I got a divorce. I broke my home. Right? 
because it was someone else's responsibility to make me happy. So, you know, the best way for me to start accepting myself was through gratitude. Every single day I chose something to be grateful for, something that I did right. Instead of focusing on what I did wrong, I would focus on what I was doing right. Instead of focusing on what I didn't have, I focused on what I had. Did you keep a gratitude journal? Like how did you, <clears throat> um, what was your method for? Well, my method was uh, upon waking in the morning, and this has become a, an actual process, uh, before waking up, when you wake up in the morning, before you leave your bed, I adopted the habit of spending five minutes in concentrated gratitude for all I had in my life. And it changed my perspective on myself. It changed the way I looked at the world. It literally took me from feeling the victim of my circumstances to being the architect of my own life, from hating my life to loving my life, from being ill because I was extremely ill to, you know, completely healing my own body from living in lack to feeling abundant. That single habit really saved my life. It just changes everything. You learn to look at the world with new eyes, with a new heart. It, it really is a, 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 it is a life-changing practice. And it's hard. And, you know, I, um, uh, I have a, uh, a free thing on my website for like a, a it's a printable gratitude journal or a, it's a PDF, interactive PDF gratitude journal, because, you know, it's, it, at least for me, I'm going to talk, I'm going to speak for myself because I'm really bad at starting new habits. And so if I don't, if I don't have like sticky notes all over saying, you know, give thanks for, or whatever, I'm not going to, I'm not going to start a new habit. Um, so I, I think the, the gratitude journals or, or um, my daughter had, I don't have any handy or I'd show them to you. Um, when she was at NYU, uh, she was doing, uh, was a, some fundraiser for Cancer Society. And they handed out sticky notes, sticky pads that said, today I am grateful for. Mm. And so that's what I did. I would, I had it by my bathroom mirror <clears throat> with a pencil. And every day I would write something I was grateful for. And I would stick them up around my mirror so that I could see. And each day, you know, it just, they framed my whole mirror and then I'd start over. And that was the only way I could actually get in, in the, the groove of gratitude. And then you start to see things change. Absolutely. One of the things that I, that I learned and that I now teach is, you know, putting your hand on your heart because your attention goes where your energy goes. So the minute you touch your heart, you know, that's where your energy, where mm -hmm. your attention goes immediately and when you start to invoke the feelings of gratitude appreciation for everything something beautiful happens you're now priming your body to create amazing chemicals and hormones <laughs> that you know create more of the same feeling so you wake up in the morning and you're preparing for success and if you do that every day even though it's five minutes my technique is five minutes a day is the cumulative effect that is powerful I want to talk more about that. We're going to take a break again, but I want to talk more about your five minute technique. And I also want to talk about um, how you need to feel the emotion of abundance or of, of, uh, already obtaining that thing that you want to actually manifest. I think this is a often overlooked part in manifestation. So you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Susan Dolce. I'm filling in for Dr. Pat today. We're talking with Valeska Lauzo, and we will be right back. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, 
certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message Delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit AngelMessages2U.com. That's AngelMessages, the number two, the letter U, dot com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three things I've learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Imagine you are a ball of steel, smooth, small, and cool to the touch. Your life will soften you with fire. You will take hits that shape you. You will be forged into a powerful, purposeful work of art. Tune in to Forging a Life with Coach Christine Clark, joining Dr. Papasilli in a three-part series, Truths in the Creation of Katana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Christine Clark, a gifted, engaging speaker and trainer who has forged her life in the fires of self-employment, will take you on a journey to exploring the internal, mental, and emotional blocks that stand between us and a life of significance through an analogy of the process of crafting a traditional Japanese sword or katana. For more information about Christine, visit sunglowtransformation.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is the Dr. Pat Show and I'm Susan Dolce. I'm filling in for Dr. Pat today. I'm really excited to be here today. I'm talking with Waleska Lauzo. I'm sorry that I just butchered that. <laughs> um, but my my whole last name is Dolce Moscolo, so I should be used to like managing a mouthful. But anyway, I digress. Um, Waleska is the author of The Best Worst Thing That Happened to Me, and she is giving away three books. She's, we've already claimed two. We have one book left. If you call 1-800-930-2819, Benny will take down your name, and we will get that last book out to whoever is the lucky recipient. So um, before we took a break, um, we were talking about uh, manifesting and uh, I want to make sure we get to the FMTG part because this is really important. But um, one of the things we were talking about in the uh, when we were on break was, um, you know, vision boards are very popular. Um, and in when I some of the work I do with clients, I um, do this thing called a dream scene, and it's it's got a heart in the middle. <laughs> it's very pretty, and the whole idea is for you to write out. Um, so let's say you want to, okay, for me, it was my book. We'll talk about my book. And I was writing down all of the things I visualized about my book. So, um, well, Eska knows Veronica. Veronica's going to write the forward to my book. You know, I had, I visualized um, what the cover would look like, on and on. So I, and, but I, I wrote it all down. But the key is whether you're doing a vision board or you're doing a dream scene, as Valesco is just saying, that's sort of a daydream. That's only part of the equation because the rest of the equation is the feeling, the heart, engaging the heart. Yeah. yeah. The feeling becomes the prayer in essence. Without that feeling, you can't ignite the engine that's actually going to pull it out of the quantum field and manifest it. I love that. The feeling becomes the prayer. Yes. And it's not mine. That's from one of my greatest teachers, Greg Braden. And I never forgot that. And what we need to do, and this is something that I also teach, you know, the, uh, one entire, an entire week of my course is dedicated to creating the blueprint of your life because your brain is so smart. It's going to give you whatever you give it. So if you're not giving it a detailed map of where you want to go with your life, it's going to be very hard for you to hit it. And a lot of people stop, like we said, I'd be, you know, doing this manifestation boards and everything, and they do their um, affirmations, 
but they're not engaged in their feelings. So you have to get to a point where you feel it as if you already have those things because to the body, the body doesn't know that it's having an experience by, by thought alone. To the body, it feels the same. That's why when you're watching a beautiful movie and the husband dies and the wife is crying, you end up crying, right? Because to your body, you're living that emotion. So if you can connect to that point of feeling that you already have, whatever your desires are. So if it's your book, feel what it feels like to hold it. What is the paper like? Mm-hmm. You know, envision people reading it. You know, you have to engage all your senses. It's not enough just to see it, feel it. Um, I used to tell my daughter she wanted to become valedictorian, and I literally trained her on how to do it. And I would ask her, what are you wearing? What colors? What is the words that come out of your mouth when you hear that you made it, that you were chosen to be? You know, like you have to be that detailed. So it's like you're running a movie. Mm-hmm. With every mm-hmm. single one of your dreams and your intention has to be pure. You know, so what you want to accomplish has to come from, from a place of integrity. It has to come from a place of um, altruistic. Like you have to, it has to be bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you want a new car. You know, you can manifest a new car. But I always say that you manifest great things when they're bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Do you, do you find that people have a hard time uh, with the feeling part in your class and engaging the senses because so many people just aren't used to, you know, they don't want to feel. So the people have, are so numb that they kind of struggle with that part of it? They, I mean, they are. And here's the other key, though. You can't go to a place and all of a sudden start manifesting and knowing all those things, if your soul is so congested with a lot of unresolved trauma and sorrow and dissatisfaction, right? So you have to clear the layers first. That's why the FMTG that we're going to talk about stands for five minutes of gratefulness is 28 layers that I take people through. So yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about your program. 28 layers. It's a process that I've developed and you know, the, 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 um, the acronym is FMTG, five minutes to gratefulness. And it's a process of 28 days in which you go through 28 layers of your life. Because what happens is you may take a course on overcoming limiting beliefs, but how do you go and overcome a limiting belief when you haven't healed so many other layers, mm-hmm. right? How do yep. you go to forgive someone if you haven't found compassion in your heart? Like there's... There's a sequence that you need to follow in order to actually transform your life. And that's what FMTG is about. It's about how you take someone that hates their life or is dissatisfied with their life and turn that pain into wisdom. Mm-hmm. That is the keystone. And part of it is taking personal responsibility, learning to feel grateful for what you have in your life and uncovering your purpose in life. Because when you are living in your purpose, when you are aligned with everything that you're supposed to do in this world, you don't feel empty. You don't feel sorrow. It's hard to feel depressed when you feel grateful. Only one emotion can exist at any given time. So if you're busy giving thanks for what you have and in your life, you can't be depressed. It's just not possible, at least not for that minute. And if you do that consistently, your life begins to shift because the more you love life, Remember, we talked about the universe being a mirror. The more you love life, the more life loves you back. That's just the law of the universe. So um, you have a you have a workshop coming up. Is that correct? Or like when if people yeah, want to sign yeah, up? So right uh, right now we're undergoing the course, and then we have another one coming up January 11th, 2021. So it's a new year, new intentions, and I think it's a great opportunity for people to show a little bit of self-love and invest in their future, because that is really what, you know, you're doing. Whenever you do something for yourself, you're not only changing yourself, but you're changing the world. Because when you raise your vibration, you raise the vibration of the world because we all connected, right? We all connected somehow. And um, 
So what I always say to people is if you're feeling any dissatisfaction in your life right now, if you are depressed, stressed, um, you feel like you're going through a dark spot in your life, instead of fighting it, embrace that pain. Like lean into it. Embrace yeah. that dissatisfaction because that is, um, is an opportunity in disguise. That may be your calling for personal evolution. So mm-hmm. don't, don't put it aside. Ask, interact with your pain. That's what I did. You ask your pain, what are you trying to tell me? about my purpose, about my light, about my gifts. And because if, if we resist it, you know, uh, the phrase is if we, <laughs> if what we, what we resist persists, right? So uh, the only way you're going to uh, come to terms with it is to lean into it. And like you said, ask yourself, ask, I, I do that with my clients all the time. I'm like, what does this have to tell you? What's the lesson in this? And the other thing too, I think to remember is um, that Sometimes the lesson uh, appears like it's not going to, it, I think people struggle. Like I got to see the lesson in this because I'm in, so I'm suffering so much. So I'm going to work really hard to try and find out what the lesson is and what this pain is trying to tell me. And sometimes that requires patience. Great point. Yes. And you know, I am a strong believer that the universe is constantly sending you signs, constantly communicating, but <clears throat> we only see what we want to see when we're ready to see it. So all the signs can be there. But you, if you're not ready, uh-huh. you're going to miss it, right? <clears throat> so so- I want to I say, because um, we're coming up on one more break, but I want to make sure people know where to find you and how to um, sign up for the January class. Yes, it's quite easy. They can either go to my website, which is willescalasso.com. And then they will see the gratitude experiment, or they can just go directly to fmtg.us on your browser. You don't even need to type the HTTP nothing, just fmtg.us, and it will take you to the information page and the course starts January 11. What a great way to kick off the new year, right? Learning to to be grateful. Um, So we're going to take one more quick break. I'm Susan Dolce. I'm guest hosting for Dr. Pat today. We've been talking with Valeska Lauzo. She's the author of The Best Worst Thing That Happened to Me. We have one more book to give away, and that number is 800-930, as I shift my papers around, 930-2819. We'll be right back. The Coach Peggy Show. All things wellness with Coach Peggy Wilms. Tune in live every first and third Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you settling? No more. Coach Peggy takes on all things wellness. We go way beyond nutrition and fitness. The Coach Peggy Show is not afraid to be bold, badass, and it's never half in. For more information, visit AllThingsWellness.com. Hi, everyone. I'm the host of Nothing But Now, Mindful Living with Dr. Mary Angela McGuire on Transformation Talk Radio. I share ideas, insights, and tools you can use to release yourself from fearful and negative thinking and live from a place of clarity and confidence. Please join me in each show where we challenge ourselves to change together. Please go to my website, mcguirelifecoach.com. That's mcguirelifecoach.com. See you next time. It's time to shake out your money-making truth on Soul Wisdom Abundance with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at JenniferBloom.com. Are you one of the many women in the world who've carried the burdens of work and family with the added circumstance of the pandemic? Well, you are not alone. Join Mary Rose Campbell with five other powerful women on Saturday, December 5th for the International Conference on Resilience for Women as they share what they've learned to create power for themselves under any circumstance. Walk away with the tools and inspiration to motivate and empower yourself. Don't miss this global online event Saturday, December 5th, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. 
stories packed full of possibility, power, and of course, resilience. Be empowered, inspired, and committed to your own well-being. Coming together with powerful women, knowing that you are not facing life alone. Get your tickets now at resilientwomensconference.com under the register tab. That's resilientwomensconference.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on transformationtalkradio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Dr. Pat Show. I am Susan Dolce, and I'm guest hosting for Dr. Pat today. I'm feeling very honored and privileged to be able to do this. And I've been talking with author and entrepreneur Waleska Lauzo, and we've been talking about how to turn our suffering into our gifts. And we talked about, um, uh, about intention. We've talked about emotions. We've talked about taking responsibility. And um, right before we went into the break, like I just mentioned, we were talking about intention and how if, there, if you want to manifest something, intention is really important. And it reminded me of the story. And I started to tell it and I said, no, I'm going to wait and tell it now. <laughs> um, I, there was a program I had signed up for and I had waited like four years to register for this program. Um, if you're familiar with Richard Rohr, it was his living school. He has a, uh, in, forget where they are in New Mexico. Anyway, and it was a two-year program. It was a big commitment. And I had no doubt that I was going to get into this program. And I had to have letters of reference. I had to have, uh, I had to fill out a very long application. Um, I had done a vision board on it. I was, I had no doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to get into this program. And that was going to be my next step. Like this was, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to be dedicated to doing this for the next two years. I did not get accepted to the program. I was devastated. <laughs> and it took me a really long time. I kept saying, okay, if the door closes, that means it was meant to close that I, sh- I shouldn't be doing this program. But I couldn't understand why on earth I shouldn't be doing this program because I had I mean, I've read every single one of his books. I've read every single one of the faculty's books. I've gone to every consortium. I've gone to, I was like, I I don't understand why I shouldn't be in this program. And it took about a year. I didn't ponder it all the time, but about a year later, I realized that my intentions for wanting to be in the program were not aligned with the intentions of the program. So the intention, so the program is meant to um, send people out into ministry after they've completed it. They call it the, they call uh, after when you graduate, you're being sent out. And that wasn't something I wanted to do actually. Mm. So I was like, well, okay, now I get it. Like the reason I wanted to be in the program was because I really wanted to be taught by the faculty. I really wanted to be a part of these classes and learn the, the teachings but I didn't want to necessarily do the, the whole um, outcome, you know, the whole, what the program is supposed to do. So I was like, okay, now I understand. It was, it was totally intention-based. I mean, destiny has a way of finding you. And if that door doesn't open, it wasn't meant to be your door. Right? Yep. So you always have to believe that there's something better for you out there. So one of the other things that I want to make sure we cover is the why that makes you cry, why it's so important to find your why, because that's how we ultimately get to our purpose in life. Yes. Well, that is the third ingredient of ending your suffering. Like I said, if you are, you know, constantly feeling dissatisfied, that is your cue that you're out of alignment with your life purpose. And that is part of the recovery. It's to uncover your gifts because we all have one. So it's uncovering your gift and living in your passion. I love a quote by Pablo Picasso. He says, the meaning of life is to discover your gift. 
and mm -hmm. the purpose of life is to give it away. And that is fantastic. And so when you find the gift in your pain, in my case, my pain gifted me my life's mission. I didn't want my pain to go in vain. So I asked myself, how those my experiences can be of service to someone else? And that gifted me what I'm doing today. If I had not gone through the pain, if I had not embraced the lessons, you wouldn't be here talking to me today, right? So you have to always in life, look at things as, as if they are happening for you. Uh -huh. You can do that, you really become unstoppable. So finding your purpose in life is so critical to finding true happiness, right? Getting to that alignment, finding your why to live for. Uh, you know, what is the one thing that makes you want to get up in the morning? What is the one thing you would do if you knew you couldn't fail? And that will give you a clue of what you are really meant to do in life. And sometimes our pain is the best teacher yeah. because life has hidden some of the best gifts it has for you in your most painful uh, experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, people can find you at walescalazo.com, right? Yes, that's and, my website. And the gratitude experiment? Yes, fmtg.us, five minutes to gratefulness, fmtg.us. And that, how long is that program? It's 28 days, you said. 28 days, yes. Okay. And is it is it every day or is it like weekly? It's every just, day. It's, okay. It's, it's all done in a sequence and it's facilitated. So you're not just taking a course on your own. You go in in a cohort with other people and I facilitate it. I'm there every day, you know, talking to you and guiding you through your process. And that's what makes it unique. You're not there on your own. You're having someone handhold you through your process of transformation. Uh, I think I'm signing up, <laughs> especially, I mean, it's a great way to kick off the new year, right? I've just, you know, I've, I know like every once in a while, I need a little, I need a little rub, a little nudge to, to re to start up a new habit again. And so I, I think, I think I'm going to be on that, that January class anyway. Thank you so much for being with our, being here with us today. This is, uh, Valeska Lazo. She's the author of the best worst thing that happened to me. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. So as I started to say in the beginning, uh, I host a show on the network called Three Things I've Learned with me, Susan Dolce. And I always close with this, that we all have a story to tell. You can live in the story or you can transform the story. Yeah, it's your choice. Change your story and you change our world. Hashtag story field. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah.